Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Team, it's the most powerful word in the leadership language book. Without it, there would be no leaders. I'm not just talking about teams that are made up when you have a leader with direct reports in the traditional sense at a company. I'm also talking about the people you influence around you or could be at school or on an events team at school or a group project, you know, heaven forbid. Those are fun. The sports teams you play on or church groups and events that you lead. Even your family is a team. Everything we do requires the help of others. A team. I recently rewatched the movie Remember the Titans. I love that movie. Denzel Washington, first of all, is one of my favorite actors and human beings. And it's based on a true story, very sad true story, about a school in Virginia in the early 70s. Um, and the head coach, played by Denzel Washington, Herman Boone, was attempting to integrate the football team there. I've seen the movie a million times, but I haven't watched it in a while. And it's interesting when you watch a movie again that you haven't seen in a long time, depending on what's going on in the world around you or in your life at the time, how it takes on a different meaning. And that's what happened to me when I watched Remember the Titans again. It's very relevant to everything going on in this uh, fabulous year of 2020. Racial discrimination, of course, is the most obvious theme that continues to plague us. But actually, the more, I think the less obvious theme that I that was really resonating with me when I watched it was taking a deeper look at why was integrating so hard for this team, and why are why is things that we go through, especially with this year, all of the uncertainty and the unknowns. Why is it so hard? And it is because of fear, fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear of what isn't like us, fear or frustration based on perception, based on assumptions, fear of someone else taking our spot on the team, someone who they believe is less deserving Uh, Does this sound familiar? Maybe this is happening with a team that you're on right now. Now, even Yoda had a wonderful saying. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And no, I'm not going to attempt to do Yoda's voice. But Coach Boone, he really did try. He tried to force his white players and his black players into an uncomfortable situation for a good outcome. And they rebelled hard at first. And when they did, he is their leader, clearly outlined his expectations, and he stayed consistent and fair to everybody, pushing them to fall in line with his vision for that team. And if they didn't, there were consequences. And as any good leader does, he recognized that he also needed to try different strategies, both on the field and off the field, different tactics. You know, one of them was he bunked up a black player with a white player. And when they were at camp, they had to share room. Another one was he announced in the cafeteria that you had to find a player of the opposite race 
and learn some things about them, get to know them. And when they really weren't working as a team on the field, they had to run bleachers. That doesn't sound fun. Hey, we might try that sometime, though. I don't know. Maybe run run the stairs in your office building if your team's not working together. Or tell them to take a run around the block if you're working from home. I don't know what, if that would work or not. But the whole point is there does need to be consequences as the leader. You need to set those forward if people aren't playing as a team together. But ultimately... Nothing came together until the team members themselves made the decision to come together. And that didn't happen until they finally realized that they all actually wanted the same thing. They all wanted to play football. They all wanted to win games and have fun doing it because they weren't having fun doing it the way they were doing it. They needed to get past their uncertainties and their assumptions first. It had to be their choice to get on the bus. Literally, like they did in the movie, going to the games or going to camp, and figuratively. You can't force authentic relationships. But as leaders, you can and you need to set the vision and then build an environment that encourages and rewards teamwork. Now, I'm going to say something that might sound controversial to some. There is no such thing as healthy competition when you're on the same team. There is nothing healthy about competing your teammates against other teammates. Oh, that'll make them be better. That'll make them be better for the team. That'll give them like a game to play. It'll, it'll gamify things. It'll give them incentive. That is just all crap. I'm sorry. It's true. Your competition should always be the other team. Whatever team that is, your outside team, another business, another brand, your actual competitors, It just boggles my mind when I see leaders doing this, thinking that this is a way to bring people together when it's the exact opposite. All it does is push them farther apart. It's such a waste of energy and time. And for what? Oh, that'll impress the boss. Oh, we'll get more promotions. Any leader that thinks it's okay to play hunger games within their own organization is not a leader and shouldn't be one. The world doesn't need a bunch more President Snows running around. It creates a competitive environment where people then get territorial over their own ideas, over their own work, worry then more about what others do and don't do or have and have nots. Why do they get to do that? Why are they doing this? Why don't I get to do this? Oh my gosh, they they start whining like a child. Stop worrying about what other people do or don't do. Spend your energy on what you can control. But the problem is, is I see so many leaders completely play into this. Oh, you're right. They shouldn't be getting that. I'm going to go fight with their leader now. Oh, you're right. That is such a bad idea of theirs. And they should be pulling their own weight. And I'm going to fight with them, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I get it that there are definitely times where if when all else fails, you need to bring your leader into a situation to help reconcile something. But 99% of the time, you don't need to do that. You need to be an adult and go and solve it for yourself. And leaders, please leaders, stop playing into that. Tell your teammates, tell them to go and deal with that. Go ask them. If you want to know why they're doing it that way, go ask them. If you want to know why do you think X, Y, and Z, stop assuming and go ask them. Go Go put yourself in a room like Coach Boone did with those players. Go lock yourself in a room, get to know each other. Talk it out, figure it out. Be a team. Oh, it's just, it, it's crazy to me. 
you know, when someone's not pulling their own weight, it becomes apparent on its own. We don't need to be the person on the field, by the way, who asks the ref to call a foul on their own teammate. If you were at a sporting event, I don't care, pick a sport, whatever your favorite sport is, wouldn't that be super weird and crazy and wrong if you actually saw one of the members of the team go up to a ref or an umpire and say, hey, my team did this, my team did that. Can you please call a foul on them? Throw the flag in on them? That would be weird, right? We'd be like, oh my gosh, what is he doing? That's crazy. That's his own teammate. But people are doing this in the workplace all the time. And frankly, what goes around comes around. You might be on the other end of that one day if you're the person doing that. But of course, you know, you have a perfectly good reason as to why or why why not something's happening, right? I mean, you totally can defend what is going on with you and your actions, right? Don't you think the other person thinks the same thing? And leaders, you are not doing your team a service by blindly protecting them, by blindly going into battle with them, rolling up your sleeves. Don't have a savior complex. You don't need to be a hero. That's not what you do. That's not what Coach Boone did. He made them go figure their stuff out. Go figure it out. Go deal with it. Handle it. Will I support you? Yeah. But also blindly believing everything your team says too is not helping them either. Try to be objective. Try to look at the situation. It's okay to validate their feelings if they're frustrated about something. Sure, I get it. That that feels like that might be frustrating. But help them maybe see the other side and see what's going on, especially if you're on the same team. You've got to figure that out together. And the only way you can do that is by talking talking with one another and showing empathy and find out how you can help, not harm and support. And definitely do not throw people under the proverbial bus because what is that doing? That's not helping anything and anybody. Truly, when we're working on a team, it's about the we. It's about the greater of the whole, you know, is the sum of its parts. I'm probably butchering that quote and I'm okay with that, but you get the point. You know, I think it was Harry Truman that said, it's amazing what we can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. Well, that is what a good team is about. It's the we, not the me. Now, sadly, there may come a point where you do have to cut somebody from the team because despite your efforts, they just don't care. They're 100% out for themselves. They either bring a negative energy or treat people in horrible ways. And by, again, despite all your efforts, they're pulling down the team and it's just not working out. In the movie, you know, Gary kicks his best friend, Ray, off the team for not blocking for their black teammates. And it was a hard decision he made. But talk about a lesson in leadership with that kid. I just am in awe every time I watch it. He did it for the greater good of the team. And it wasn't because Ray couldn't play. He was a great player. Strong. He had proven himself already for years on that team. It was because he was no longer being a team player. The team evolved and Ray didn't want to evolve with it and didn't want to move on with it. And he was bringing the rest of them down. How many times? Oh gosh, I can count number of times I've seen this play out in the workplace where somebody is terrible, a terrible teammate, terrible to people, but then they're excused by leaders. Oh, but they're so good at their job. Oh, but they do this task really well. They do that really well. Seriously? I don't care how well you work, frankly, as a leader. Don't care. I can teach people tasks. 
But what you need are people with character, with values, with the we, not me mentality, who's going to be a team player and work together and learn how to collaborate and be, and be nice I and mean, just courteous and kind, like some normal human traits there. I, it, it does, it dumbfounds me. You can find other people who can do the job. But when you have a plague and a, and a poison and a cancer on your team, that will ruin everything that's going on with that team. That will bring everybody down. That will bring the morale down. It will ruin productivity. I guarantee it. And you will lose other good talent. Is that really what we want? Of course not. You got to put your team first and you got to have a people first mentality over tasks or you won't have any kind of productivity. You won't get things done. All right. In honor of our Southern Tennessee Titans, we're going to sip some tea today. But being the so curl that I am, so cowgirl that I am, our sips will have to be unsweetened. First sip of tea. Lead by example. In the beginning of the movie, none of the players would even entertain the idea of playing alongside their, their new teammates. And why would they when the coaches weren't doing the same? The coaches were completely split by race between offense, defense, and they weren't working together. They weren't presenting United front to their team first. If you want your team to play along and get along and work together, then you need to look at yourself first. You need to set the right example first. And you need to take a hard look. How are you playing with your peers? Don't walk the talk. I mean, don't tell your team something if you're not walking the talk. Second sip of tea. Listen and learn. Especially pay attention to the voice of people who are different than you, who disagree with you, who have a different background than you, don't look like you. Give them a chance. Hear, listen. I mean, really hear what matters to them. Get curious as to why they feel strongly about something, why something means so much to them, why something is or isn't happening. Again, in your perception, because that's what it is. It's a biased perception. We all have them. All all of our perceptions are our own reality, not the actual reality. Let me make that very clear. We bring our own filters, our own bias to any situation. We want empathy. We want understanding. Shouldn't we show other people that? And imagine, oh my gosh, imagine how far that would take us. Just like the two quarterbacks in the movie, when they finally took the time to ask questions and seek to understand, they realized they had a lot more in common than meets the eye. Last sip. Let it go and love. That's right, I said love. Show your team and your teammates you care about them. We treat people differently when we care about them from the heart. And just like family members, you can love someone without liking them or hanging out with them after work. Love is a choice. It's not a feeling you can't control. It's unconditional. It's patient. It's kind. Doesn't keep a record of wrongdoings, trusts, respects. Okay, I'm kind of butchering Corinthians 13 in the Bible, but whether or not you believe in the Bible or not, doesn't matter. That's a wonderful verse. It's often read at weddings. And it's a really, really good definition of what love means. And I do wholeheartedly mean that you should love your team because that will completely shift the way you look at people around you. It will completely change the way you impact and treat them for the better when you come from that heart. You know, at the end of the day, what really matters and lasts is not a project. It's not a task. It's not, those come and go. 
all the time. And frankly, a year from now, we're probably not even remember what was on our to-do list. But we will remember the people. And that is where the legacy and the lasting impact is created and lives on. So put more effort into building up your people, building up your team. And I promise you, you will get productivity and innovation as an outcome. But you can't start there. You can't start there with the force of you have to be this, you have to do this and do this without having people who trust you as a leader or trust each other to work together as a team. You have People respond to emotional connections. They respond to authenticity. And they're motivated by leaders who have their backs and they're motivated by teammates that have their backs. You have to build that culture first before expecting them to do anything worthwhile in terms of quote-unquote work. You have to teach them that when their teammate fumbles the ball, we pick it up for them and we keep running. You know, I love the part of the movie when they all come in together, dancing and chanting in their own unique way into the stadium for all to see. And that's how we should go into every meeting, every arena, towards every goal together is one voice like the Mighty Mighty Titans. Thank you so much for having a cup of coffee with me. Join my Leadership's Facebook page for more conversation. And for daily inspiration, follow me at Leadspirations and Life is Grit on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, keep on brewing.